What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. As you can tell, I am not the man, the myth, the legend, Sauce. We got a little bit different pod today. Sauce is out for uh, his brother's wedding, so shout out, Danny. Uh, your boy, big, your boy, RV is gonna be on the ones and twos, and I'm with the the fucking legend, Dino. Dean, how are we doing, kid? I don't think I've ever heard you compliment me like that, but I'm doing great. There is a shadow. Uh, a small amount of depression starting to set in because we're already seven weeks into college football, six weeks into NFL. It always goes too fast. Please make it go slower, please. Yeah, no, it's actually really depressing to think about it. We're, I mean, we're about to hit the home stretch here. Really, like, I hate that so month. Quick. I hate that month break while we wait for like the playoffs and like all the bowl games. It's kind of like the dead zone for college, obviously. Yeah, but we'll be able to get start looking at some prospects and stuff like that. So that'll be fun. And we still have the NFL and the Jets are elite, so we're goody. Yeah, that's true. So uh, honestly, the, that's the craziest thing. That yeah, definitely no. quells some of the depression. But... It really, it honestly, if they can like somehow manage to be relevant. Uh, it really will quell the depression. Moving to January, I'll freaking faint. Oh my god! Imagine just us at meaningful January games like that late. Not January. Oh my god! Like December games. My bad, because it goes. In... When's our last? When's the last regular season game? It's like early January. It's like but yeah. This is the college football preview, Dino. So let's yeah. let's hold that. Let's hold that for the next episode. True. My uh, this this college slate's actually elite this week. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a bunch of ranked on ranked versus ranked uh matchups and a bunch of undefeated versus undefeated matchups. So, uh, we'll start at the top. Uh, big noon kickoff: Penn State at Michigan. Michigan favored by seven, over under fifty two. Dino, what are you thinking here? I'm gonna try to do this justice. Um, and that's why I wrote a lot on it because obviously Sauce is not here. Uh, former state alum and of course uh Penn State baddie and basically I'll start it off here considering you're of course a Buckeyes fan because let's be real Ohio State fans will be watching this game closely probably more than their own game <laughs> no we don't play this week this is this is our game this week so yes exactly cool yeah uh so in typical B- Big Ten fashion it's going to be a, a battle of really tough defenses and, and for the most part, well-balanced offenses. Both, of course, as you said before, this is one of our contests that's going to be against two undefeateds. Uh, I believe it's 5-0 and for Penn State and 6-0 and for Michigan. And really, besides one slip-up for each, uh, particularly against Penn, Purdue for Penn State and Maryland for Michigan, these defenses have been dominant. Really so much to cover on both sides here, but like I said, I'm going to try to do it justice and try to do it as quickly as possible. I'm personally not going to look into the five turnover day Penn State had uh, last week versus Northwestern, obviously because of the horrid weather. So I do just kind of want to uh, give that little tidbit before I move forward. But really for, you know, for Penn State to win, they're going to have to have their two-headed monster of Singleton and Allen just show up huge. This Wolverine run defense has been crazy stout. They have been letting up for the most part against solid offensive teams. Uh, I kind of was looking at most of them without looking at uh, their shit competition and always under five yards, for the most part under four for for a lot of the big runners. And that's going to obviously test this this Nittany Lion O-line, which has looked really good. And like we've said in, in episodes past, has been a surprising unit. 
for Michigan to win and more importantly for them to cover at home, they will need to continue their explosive runs. That's obviously led by Blake Corum and this might be even bigger. They're going to have to create a ton of mismatches in that secondary with that, you know, matchup nightmare tight end shoemaker. Uh, Other one, other good tidbit I like to look at, because this was actually weird to see such an 11% disparity here. But one noteworthy negative in this matchup is that Penn State's offensive third down conversions were actually only 34%, opposed to Michigan's 45%. That's something that is going to be definitely looked at during this during this matchup. And lastly, Michigan has been really great. They have. But is noteworthy to say that they've been fairly sloppy in a good amount of their games. Obviously, at top of the mind is going to be 10 penalties last week, even though they had a dominant win against uh, Indiana, right? Indiana. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, it was, I don't even know if Dominic, you can use Dominic. They were close going to the half. They pulled away second half. But yeah, was- I mean, it was still 31-10. But yes, yes. I, but exactly. It was sloppy, very sloppy. And if this is the first game they truly get tested – and say the undisciplined play and that sloppiness really comes to the forefront. Penn State can, you know, definitely surprise some folks. I believe our line right now is at seven, which seems fairly adequate considering it's obviously going to be at the Wolverines and they're going to have a crazy, crazy, crazy showing. It's not going to be an easy place to play, but I would not be surprised if this is crazy close. Yeah, I mean, you you touched on it a, uh, a lot. I think these teams are super similar. They both rely heavy on the run, and both their run defenses are elite. They both allow like 80 yards per game rushing. Uh, I think a big matchup is going to be that Michigan front uh, on D against uh, that uh, Penn State offensive line, who has held up relatively well, but you know they're a little shaky. Uh, you got Mike Morris and um, Oki off the edge, and then you got Mozzie Smith in the middle. Uh, he's going to have to really like really penetrate well and really blow up that offensive line play to stop uh, Singleton, who's just electric. And I also think it's kind of uh, ironic. You got the, the young, you got uh, Penn State, they got the senior uh, at quarterback, uh, while Michigan has the, the young kid in McCarthy. I mean, I think personally, that's, uh, talent-wise, Michigan has the edge there. But then on the other end, not on the other end, but I guess on the other spectrum, at running back, you have the veteran Quorum, who's been fucking electric, second in the Big Ten in rushing. I think it's 735 yards on the year. Yeah, but his single- efficiency has been ridiculous. But those freshmen on uh, Penn State, Singleton in, in particular, that guy is going to be a problem for a long time. Uh, so I think it's going to be whoever's going to be able to run the ball the best, to be honest with you, is going to be able to win this game. Uh, a couple players I w- I'm watching for draft purposes. Uh, on the back end for Penn State, I think Jair Brown, and then Joey Porter Jr., they're going to have to force the young kid to have some turnovers if they want to stay in this game. Um, and then also they have that freshman linebacker um, who's like a matchup nightmare. Uh, they could c- kind of compare him to uh, Micah Parsons a little bit, Abdul Carter. Uh, I think he's going to be pretty uh, integral, in, and like you said, in that uh, taking away the tight end shoemaker for uh, McCarthy. And then um, Mozzie Smith on Michigan's defensive front, I think he's going to be big to try to stop the run and force Clifford to make the plays because I think we've seen it. Clifford in the big games at the big house, I'd rather have him making the plays to win than uh, Singleton, to be honest with you. Agreed. Cool, cool. Uh, moving on to the 330 slate, 
We got another matchup undefeated this time in the SEC. Alabama's going number three. Alabama is going to number six, Tennessee. Alabama is currently giving seven and a half points, and that over under is 65. What do we think about that? Yeah. Um, tell me if I'm wrong. As of right now, I believe it is reported that Bryce Young is not looking hopeful to play on this one. This is as of 8.30 p.m. on Thursday. Uh, and with that being said, even with Young. Uh, he- I'm just going to say, I, I, saw, I heard he practiced yesterday and they were ramping him up like in hopes that he will play. And I first article I see is that he's making progress. But- yes. No, no, no. I did see that, the progress. But then I also, a few hours ago, I believe right after their – uh, I forgot what pundit it was, so I apologize. But it was right after their progress. Uh, it was someone uh, with credibility was saying that it was still less than a 50-50 shot. Interesting. I do touch on it, even if he is. I I, I did write down here um, to even touch, obviously, if he would be playing, because it's still up in the air. But like I said, even with Young, we saw Bama do a bit more than falter on the road. Obviously, I'm talking about against Texas. Granted, it wasn't a rowdy stadium against the Longhorns, but they also did just falter, arguably even worse, at home against a much, much worse competition in Texas A&M. Just this past week, I said, with you know, with projected starter Jalen Milrose, I would still consider him, I, w- I would assume, projected starter, even if it is 50-50. I feel like it is important to kind of note both of those. But now Vegas opens up this game at 14 and a half, negative 14 and a half for Bama. That needs to be talked about. This number, to no surprise, got destroyed down to negative seven and actually went a little bit back up to 10 and a half when that article came out. And uh, I forgot who, but someone was saying along the lines that he was making a lot of progress. He obviously practiced, I believe, in back to back days. Uh, but then after the report that I saw, it went straight back down to seven. And to no surprise at all, again, if the volunteers can get Hooker and former you know, USC transfer Brew McCoy cooking, Bama will, of course, be in trouble. They will be very much in trouble. And bad news for Bama, on top of that, the volunteers don't only have the most yards per game thus far through the year, but they also rank seventh in the country in passing yards at 340 per contest. I said it last week in our preview, and I was pretty motherfucking spot on, even though they were giving 24 and a half to AM. I basically said for that cover for that to be covered, which it obviously did staggeringly. You know, they only lost, they only won by what four? Yeah. 20 to 24. You know, Bama's D is extremely vulnerable down the field. And AM's Haynes King exploited that, which obviously kept it the nail biter that it was all the way down to the last play. But for Bama to really keep rolling, they will need to definitely dictate the pace of this game, especially if Jalen Milrose is in. As you see that, you know, Saban does not very much trust that he could do with, you know, in the pocket and with his arm. Not only is he running out Milrose a lot, but they will need to continue really the uber efficiency of their stud back, Jameer Gibbs, who's obviously just been unstoppable. Yeah, I mean, this game is right now – uh, at like you said, at Thursday at eight thirty, this game is unbettable at the moment. Unbettable. Way too many variable variables. Um, Bryce Young, I still feel like I feel like they're gonna throw him out there to play. Personally, I think Milrow, uh, he's just it's been clear that that guy is a, like just he's just not ready. 
you got the third string quarterback uh, liking tweets right now saying that he should be starting, which is hysterical. <laughs> I think that's so fucking funny. Saban's probably <laughs> freaking out. But um, also on Tennessee's side, uh, Cedric Tillman, I think I just read that he's reported to be out too. So they're going to have to really rely on uh, Brew McCoy and Jalen Hyatt to uh, make big plays. But they do have – I mean, those those are two really good weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of this is going to come up down to their front. They held up really well against LSU. But this is an LSU. I know LSU has good edge rushers, but this is Will Anderson, the best edge in the country. Uh, Dallas Turner, who looks like he's coming up right behind him. He's starting to get a little hot. Um, it's going to be a tough game. I think on the other end, uh, Tennessee's going to have to get, like, if Bryce Young is there, let's say Bryce Young plays, because I'm just, that's just my opinion. I think he's going to end up playing. This is too big of a game. It's debatably the season. Um, sure. I think he'll end up playing. But if he does and he's a little banged up, they are going to need to pressure him and they're going to need to hit him. Uh, senior edge uh, Byron Young, I'm pretty sure he's like leading the country and pressures a game. Uh, he flashes a ton of traits. I think he was a junior college transfer too. This is his second year at Tennessee. He's got three and a half sacks, but he had two and a half last week against LSU. So he's going to have to keep that going. And then, um, like, I mean, Hooker's just going to have to continue his. Like, this is a Heisman game right here. If he. If he has a big game and they can get this upset, I wouldn't be surprised. I think he would probably be considered the uh, favorite for the Heisman. That be that being said, I am laying off this for now. I cannot bet it. Uh, Saturday, maybe I'll decide to uh, take something like the over, especially if uh, Young plays. But right now, it's untouchable. I will say I will add this: if Young does play and this line ticks all the way back up to say which is like unlikely i could see it probably sitting on like 10 10 and a half 11 and a half but if it's somehow gets like 13 and a half i'm for sure betting the volunteers yeah i may i may even tease it too yeah just tease it throw in a little teaser even though i've been absolutely miserable even if it's like 12 and a half get it up to 18 and a half and a six point tease i i very much like that yeah with bryce young there like you said we have to assume that that shoulder is not 100 percent, which it definitely is not and that he is obviously a tiny bit a little bit banged up yeah 100 percent um Okay, we're going to move on to the next uh, battle of undefeateds. This time, this is going to be for Big 12 supremacy. We got number eight, Oklahoma State, going to your boys, TCU. I know you're a Utah fan, but the TCU are your boys right now. Uh, TCU minus four, and the over-under, personally, I was staggered by this. I gasped when I read it, 68 and a half. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's super high right now. But uh, the floor is yours, Dean. What do you think about this game? Yeah, no, I feel like this is a perfect time to uh, announce to you know our loyal fans that we have officially changed the name of our podcast, like I said we would, on the preview, if the Horn Frogs covered, which they did easily, 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 <laughs> easily. <laughs> Pretend, like, come on, man, come on. Yeah. Well, anyway, we've officially changed our pod name. It's not between two tackles anymore. I've just made too much money on this team. And it all goes to this one guy. I was gonna. I was thinking like Horn Frogs Pod. I didn't even. I didn't even ask you and Sauce because honestly, it doesn't even matter. I decided on SDB SDP. I apologize. I thought it was a great you know acronym. So we're gonna call it the Sunny Dykes Pod. I hope you don't mind. For Sauce, he'll obviously be notified when he listens to this, or maybe we text him. But you know, I don't really care what you guys say. And as far as this game goes, like you said, it's. 5 and 0 versus 5 and 0 it's going to be at TCU it's not going to be they they were just away at Kansas 
which is kind of uh if anyone's watching the game they kind of looked like a really nice like southern high school football game which was hilarious to see uh especially for a great game and a, and a game of you know in college football in 2022 with you know ranked one of the best games of the week i i thought it was really funny to see like bleachers but anyway we we got two stud qbs obviously we got max duggan we got for spencer sanders really who's gonna pull out that big ass schlong and just outshine outshadow the other outshine the other really that, that's kind of what this game's gonna be all about vegas is telling us that the fact that they made it 68 and a half over under Fuck the run game. I want a thousand points. My eyes are going to be glued to the TV for this game. And my horn frogs are averaging 540 yards and 46 points a game. And Oklahoma State has been playing great D, but their secondary got torched by Baylor's Blake Shappen, the uh the first the first time starter, and Texas Tech's fucking Baron Morton, who played his first full game against them and torched them for i believe 345 or 365 and shap did it for about 345 as well all i can say is wait till max duggan is in town and i'll save you guys some time and this pod some time horn frogs by a million i mean i know you you have faith in your boys uh i think this game i know you like you actually completely contradicted what i'm about to say but i think this game is going to come down to uh tcu's ability to run and on the flip side, OSU's uh, ability to stop the run. Mm-hmm. Um, this defense started off a little shaky start the year. Oklahoma State, that is, after losing uh, Jim Knowles, they allowed 44 to Central Michigan. But overall, they played decent. I mean, 17 allowed the next game, 7, and then 25 at Baylor, which I think is that's a dub. Uh, last week, 31 to Texas Tech is a little bit rough, but uh, – I think I'm really excited to see both these senior quarterbacks uh, in a in a class that um, this, that second tier of quarterback is really struggling. I think both these seniors have traits and uh, they could jump up boards. Uh, Max Duggan has a really strong arm and that boy can run too. They were saying he's like a track guy in high school. They say he may run in like a legit five, uh, four fives. Uh, I feel like teams are going to really uh, fall in love with that, especially as a four year starter, especially the season he's having. And then, on the flip side, Spencer Sanders, uh, that air raid offense is just so fucking elite. I love watching it. Um, yeah, he's I, great. I feel like them as dogs is really, uh, really intriguing to me. Started I as have, a pick them. Yeah, no, uh, I didn't. I feel like if they went to Baylor, dude, you can go to TCU. Uh, I haven't touched it yet. I'm leaning. I'm kind of leaning Oklahoma State though. That's fair. What, what about you? I mean, have you? I, I'm assuming you touched it later. I will. I will talk about it in my best bet, so I won't. I won't yeah, do don't the don't divulge and spoil it. But I will also just add that you definitely weren't contradicting. I was just kind of being a dick about it, <laughs> and I kind of what I talking what I'm talking about that I would love to see out of this game because I have a lot of expectation for it, and I, I really want it. I didn't even want to talk about the wrong game. Because I didn't even want to acknowledge it. Because I want this to just be crazy. I want this to be mayhem. I mean, if, air raid if, versus air raid and just nonstop points. Yeah, it does give me the feel of an old school uh, Big Twelve. So maybe, maybe I will take maybe like a first quarter over or something just for the shits and gigs. 
Okay. Uh, close it out. Uh, another ranked versus ranked. We're go- we're touching all the conferences here. We're going West Coast. Uh, undefeated USC going to Utah. Uh, now, I said uh, when I saw the 68 and a half for the last game, I gasped. This one, I legitimately, I think I almost, my heart almost stopped. Utah <laughs> Get, get, Utah is a minus three and a half, three and a half. Three and a half point favorite. I know they're good at home, but Dean, talk me through this one. I don't. What, what am I missing something here? No, you're not. I I love the Utes. I I really wanted them to keep running the gamut, and that's what I was always. I was trying to give a bold prediction uh, with a bit of bias, and I was really trying to talk it into existence. But I really gravely underestimated the impact that would be on the Ute, Ute offense losing their obvious all-world tight end in Keithy for the year. He was good for them. I kind of – maybe I was a little bit hopeful, and it maybe it was like a hopeful denial thing. But this Ute offense struggled to keep up with the uh, the UCLA – with UCLA last week, and I don't see it getting any better this week personally. Lucky, luckily, though, the Utah running game should dominate USC and could potentially make up the passing deficiency that Cam Rising's Utes will probably most likely have against, you know, Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams. Uh, yeah, the Trojans. But, uh, uh, you know, a balanced, boring, and clean game will really be instrumental for Utah to get the W in this game. I find it still very odd that it's, you know, like you said, three and a half. Also, not only did Vegas open with that, but they also opened 58 and a half on the overrun. It went all the way up to 65. So I'm very interested in what they think is going to be going on during this game because I genuinely don't see it. Yeah. But, I, yeah. Yeah. I but mean, f- yeah, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I think no, I, I, okay. I couldn't agree more. I think the over under 65 is bananas, especially, Wild. especially. I don't get it especially when Utah is a three and a half point favorite. I think the only chance they have is to just hold the ball and hope rising doesn't exactly. fuck up too much. It's a boring game. Um, yeah, that being I, said, I, I, I did just want to add lastly, because for USC and, and for them to win and could potentially even dominate, they're going to need to keep up that utterly insane turnover margin that they've had this year. Um, yeah. It's at plus 15 which if they do that and then they also find some explosive plays here and there with that wide receiver tandem of Addison and Mario Williams, I can see this getting out of hand. I guess if they do that early and then Utah, I'm assuming they are assuming that happens early-ish and Utah, you know, is chasing and then it becomes kind of a shootout. Kincaid has been amazing, but without the second threat of Keithy, it, it definitely is going to continue to take wins out of their sales. Yeah, I mean, like I, th- I think that USC just matches up too well with them. I think their their pace of their offense and their ability to both run and pass the ball. I don't think this Utah defense is the same defense it was last year. I think it's pretty evident that they're struggling really hard to stop the run. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Travis Dye and is going to have have a is going to have a big game too. I really think. Uh, USC wins handedly in this game, uh, but a few match. I, I'm excited to see the Clark Phillips versus hopefully Jordan Addison. I hope we get to see that match up a little bit. That'll be fun. Uh, both very uh, both a little undersized for their positions, but Clark Phillips I think has five picks on the year. Um, I'm curious to see if maybe he gets caught looking with his eyes and gets beat deep. Something I feel like I can see happening a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also 
uh, USC's captain of their defense, and um, I think he leads the country with seven sacks. Tuli, Tui, Tui, no, Tuli, Tui Pulatu. I don't know how to fucking say. It. I'm sorry. I tried my best, <laughs> but um, he's like a 290 pound defensive lineman, and they use him all across the front. Uh, he plays a little bit of edge. He plays a little bit of three, a little bit of five technique. Um, he's working his way up draft boards. I mean, he has seven sacks, like I said, on the year. I think he had three last week. So, um, uh, keeps that going, gets in, uh, rising space, hopefully forces some turnovers. Uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a fun game, hopefully. And I, th- I see USC coming out on top. Can't fully disagree. I, I, I didn't like the game last week for Utah and I don't like it this week either. Yeah. Okay. Now that that's done. Let's get to the uh, the fun stuff. Let's get to the uh, bets. Yeah. Uh, you want to read yours off first, or should I read Sauce's off first? Uh, we, let's read Sauce's first. Okay, cool. So Sauce is going fade week since he's been absolutely abysmal. Get, get, uh, get, give uh, give the boys and girls that are listening kind of a, a, a real quick, I know it sounds dumb, but a real quick synopsis of a, of a fade week, what a fade week means. So a fade week for Sauce is that he is choosing – he is in his head. He is deciding on who he thinks is going to win, and he is betting the opposite. The complete opposite. The complete I opposite. This. I love I, it. This a is a bold fade week. Is hilarious. This is a bold strategy, Cotton. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it successfully executed ever. I think it gets into your own head. I I personally think it's a lady move. But um, <laughs> I feel like I feel like I always say that I would I'm going to do this when I'm doing horribly, and I I said that the first few weeks in college football when I was absolutely putrid. But it takes a lot of balls or is just, as you said, an XY move. and XX. 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 God damn it. An XX move. Uh, I feel like this is like I feel like it's like a baseball player who's in a massive slump and he tries to fucking bunt for a single. Like, yeah. like, this. like choke <laughs> up a little single. bit. Choke, choke up a little bit. Get some dirt on your fucking hands and swing the fucking bat. Oh, but anyway, I digress. The guy's not here to uh, defend, defend himself. himself. So he is going USC plus three and a half. At minus one ten, he's putting two and a half units on that, and he's going Kentucky plus four and a half, uh, two and a half units on that. I feel like that bet's kind of fucking bananas, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Okay, Dino, up to you. Yeah. Um. So we kind of touched on it a, a tiny bit. We talked about the line movement, but TCU was at money line to start the week. They are now negative three and a half to negative four. Sadly, I could not get ahead of that line because if I got that when the shops opened up. I would definitely, you know, you could bet your bottom dollar that I'd be putting another five units on it. You can't not. There's no way. I'm on a three-week TCU winning streak. They've won an one minute outlandish amount of money back. Not money that that I have now. I'm talking about money back that I lost to start the year. <laughs> uh, just want to let that known because I don't want that to be, you know, misconstrued as a flex because it for sure as fuck is not. But I'm going to do something a bit different, but stay in the same game. And I'm actually happy that I missed this line because I found even a better line. And I'm obsessed with it. And I have to go back to the well. I'm doing a five-unit mega monster bet. Can't miss. I'm going four weeks in a row. Fucking perfect in college. Five units. Max Duggan. Over 300 and a half passing yards. <laughs> At negative 120 in a game that's poised to have a ton of points with, as we spoke about, an over-under of 16 and a half. And 
I'm even confident if it misses that over under by a touchdown, maybe even two. Okay, fellas, we have a first here, a max bet on a prop. Rob. I, <laughs> yeah. love, I, I, I love to. it. I had um, to. Now I, I even, know, I now I know why you don't know negative 115, and I just because props move so much, and by the time you listen to this, it's a good chance it might be even like 304 and a half, even money or something. I even made it negative 120 just to make it fair for the viewer. But that's this is a smash. You have so you have so much integrity. Now now I know why you were against uh, run plays in this game. But okay. <laughs> um, for me, I am taking a page out of your book. I'm going nice. all five units USC money line. Yeah, oh, dude, money line, dude. I I saw that yesterday or two days ago when I was doing my prep, and I I was like, holy shit, this can't be real. Plus one forty ish. Uh, one thirty five. I think I got it at. Nice. Yeah, so all five plus one thirty five. Full disclosure, I forgot what my unit was. I actually bet more than five units. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be holding my breath there in this game. Wow. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So uh, I got to try to uh, get my lead up on you. So I'm going all all or nothing, push, putting all the chips I'm in the fucking uh, I'm in first right now. Are you? I, you didn't upgrade update your thing then? Cause... Uh, I did early today. Uh I'll even bring it up really quick so we could just say the standing so the, the people the people know. Oh, you're not in first, bro. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm in first. Nah. Oh, you are. You are, you are. My bad. Don't don't fucking insult daddy like that. My bad. Yeah, you are. But uh anyways, uh overall, Ray is down 0.92 units on the year. Sauce is down a staggering negative twelve point nine six units. Holy fuck. And your boy all the way back from like negative 18 units is at negative 2.13 feeling good feeling good because sky's the limit i think that the first few weeks of football it's all luck no one knows shit especially when you're talking about 18 to 22 year olds you know fucking newton so (laughs) uh, (laughs) i'm excited moving forward and you'd be an idiot to fade me Okay. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's a good way to end it. D calling everyone fucking idiots. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So that's gonna be it for our uh, college football preview episode this week. Keep an eye out. We're gonna drop our uh, NFL preview shortly. So and don't forget to give us a follow at Two Tackles with the number two. Dean, love you, brother. Love you.